I'm Marty Dodson. And I'm Clay Mills. Welcome to Songtown on Songwriting. Hey, Songtown. This is Clay Mills. I'm here with Marty Dodson. We are coming to you live. We've got a great episode today. First, let me tell you, we are sponsored by Sweetwater. Um, I have bought all my gear personally from Sweetwater for the past, I don't know, 20 years. It has to be 20 years. Everything in my studio is Sweetwater. You can see it behind me. If you're listening, just imagine you can see it behind me. Oh, that was but flashing sweet, Sweetwater lights back there. <laughs> no, we're glad to have them as a um, sponsor. Oh, and um, I would talk good about them, even if they weren't a sponsor, because I, I love my guys at Sweetwater. So shout out to Sweetwater. Today's episode is one I've been wanting to do a long time. I have a book on melody writing. Marty has a book on lyric writing. And I just wanted to start out and say that, Marty, melody is way more important to songwriting than lyrics. That is baloney. But let's talk <laughs> about it. That's Go ahead. News. Prove to me. Prove to me. Because <laughs> well, I've, I've got you know, all the comebacks. You know, I've heard so many A&R people say, you know, I'll say, well, how, you get hundreds of songs a day. How do you decide what you're going to listen to? And they're like, I look down through the titles and the titles that grab me are the ones I listen to. That's before they've ever even heard a note of your precious melody. They're looking at the lyric. They're looking at the title uh, to decide what they're even going to listen to. So you could have the best melody in the world, but if that title doesn't grab them, you might not even get listened to my friend. Yeah. Well, it depends on who's giving them the song. Oh, wow, you know, that's total stranger. May, maybe yes, but you know, it's. I I read an article this week by. Um, it was about remember that old song "Dancing in September, Earth, Wind, and Fire." Mm-hmm. And one of the writers, he was a diehard lyricist on the song, and he he was talking about people ask him about the lyric because in the chorus it says, "Body uh, dancing in September," and everybody wants to know what "body uh, means. And he goes, it doesn't mean anything. It just sounded good. And he said he <laughs> fought. He fought with Maurice White to to come up with a lyric. And they tried to come up with a lyric and nothing felt right. It just didn't yeah. fit. And he said he learned a valuable lesson that you can't sacrifice the feel of the melody for lyric. And I think for me personally, I do think that music and melody, I you know, I come from a background of, of Nashville and before that, New York. And so I love lyrics. And I think that in a great song, you should have great lyrics and great melody. That's the ultimate goal. But I do think there's a lot of types of songs out there that the lyric just has to not get in the way. It's especially fun songs. If they're dance songs and you're just having fun and partying then it's not going to be this, you know, award-winning lyric. But then there's other songs, as um, a friend of mine told me, he goes, yeah, when you're dancing with your daughter and you're giving her away, at, at, you know, she's getting married and you're dancing with her at the wedding, that song you're dancing to on the father-daughter dance is not going to be a groove. It's going to be words that matter. It's going to be words that that meet the occasion. So I think it just depends on 
all types of music, um, what, what kind of song it is. But I do know that the greatest lyrics in the world don't stand a chance if there's not great music behind it, you know? Yeah, and I would probably and, say the opposite is and, true as well. Yeah, but I will say you can have instrumental music that doesn't need lyrics. So yeah. melody is not dependent on lyrics to, to be a tune, but lyrics without music is going to be a poetry reading at um, back in the 60s. You, you're a pretty easy debater. You backed off your position pretty quickly. Uh, you know, I, there's a couple things I would, would add to that, though. You know, obviously, they're both important. Um, I think, you know, if you think about songs that have changed the world, they have been, the lyric has changed the world. Or like you're talking about, if you, you know, if you look at the song of the year in almost any genre, it's going to, it's going to have a lot to do with the lyric. It's got, you know, melody obviously is super important as well, but they're generally going to be lyrics that are really powerful and emotional. <clears throat> so, you know, I think to your point, if you're just trying to entertain and have fun and it's lighthearted, a lot of times you can get away with a lyric that's pretty light and, and fluffy. If you're trying to, you know, really make an impact or, or write a song that somebody wants to play at their wedding or at their first dance with, or the, you know, father daughter dance, it's going to need to be deeper lyrically. And I think too, genre matters. So I think in country lyrics still matter more, not more than melody, but they matter more than they do maybe in pop uh, where there's a lot right. more repetition and it may be just a, a vibe and a feel and a word that's repeated over and over, you know, um, I was yeah, writing, I mean, go ahead. Even in country, I think it's, it's changed a lot over the last 10 years. There are, hit writers that don't write a word until they come up with a melody they feel is really cool. So there's, there's more of that kind of influence going on than there used to be. But I agree by and large, I think in Nashville, the song idea and, and the lyric are still more important a lot of times than they are in the pop world. Yeah. And you do have to think about, getting that first listen, you know, if, when, when you're playing, if you're going to send your songs to people that are really busy, what, what that title is really matters because they're going to look through things and find the ones that sound interesting. And they're going to pick those when we have events. A lot of times, you know, you and I will do that. We'll go oh, this. I want to hear this title. I want to hear what the writers did with this because it's unique and it's different. Uh, long time song time members have heard me tell this story, but one time I went to write with a pretty prominent rock band, and they wanted to write at nine o'clock at night and they had this house rented way out in the woods. And so I'm driving through the sticks to get there and I get there, I walk in, their kitchen table is full of bourbon and whiskey bottles. Three of the four are out on the back porch smoking pot. And so they all come in, we meet and we start writing. And I'm like, oh, this is a really interesting writing environment that we're in here, you know? And as we are writing, they had a pretty specific idea of a, of a title they wanted and they were just kind of throwing out nonsense and I, I'm trying to make it make sense. And they're throwing out more nonsense. And finally I said, you know, I, I'm trying to at least make this where people understand what we're talking about. And the lead singer goes, dude, it doesn't have to make sense. It just has to sound cool. And I said, well, 
what if it sounded cool and it made sense? And the whole band was like, whoa, we've never thought about that, you know? And so <laughs> we, we, we tried to work until we had both, you know, and I think that's your approach and my approach every day is like, we don't want to let anybody down with either side of that equation. You know, we want to have a killer melody and we want to have a killer lyric to go with it. And one of my um, longtime co-writers, Mark Nessler, will sometimes say, you know, he'll go, hey, I've got this melody that I think is killer, but we got to find an idea that's as good as the melody. Or he'll say, oh, wow, that line you just came up with is not as good as my melody. I want to let me work on that melody and see if I can get that line to sing better. And yeah. so, you know, we're always doing that dance of like, we want the lyric to challenge the melody to be better. And we want the melody to challenge the lyric to be better because if you, if you come out with a world-class melody and a world-class lyric, you've really got something, you know, if, if you come out with a world-class melody and kind of a lame or average lyric, you're going to have a little harder time getting that song placed. It might get placed and it might be a big hit, but it's a whole lot easier to get something placed that has both. That that's interesting. Um, I agree with that. I do think there's another element. Songs are about balance. So Tommy Lee James told me one time, he's a great writer. He said, if you have, if you have a really amazing, beautiful melody, a lot of times you need simple lyrics so that that song can have the proper balance to affect people. You don't want to write this complex lyrical thing with a soaring beautiful melody like to a ballad like sometimes there needs to be a balance or if you have a fast-paced rap lyric you're not going to have this amazing melody it's going to be more about the rhythm and less about the notes so mm -hmm. there is this like balance that goes on so i think a lot of times you have to choose what kind of song am i writing here and then fit, you know, balance your words and music to fit that. And um, I just wanted to comment, you said song of the year usually is great lyrics. I will have you know that who let the dogs out beat I hope you dance for song of the year in the pop world <laughs> back oh, in well, the day. <laughs> yeah, okay. It proves the point that in pop, sometimes that, that doesn't hold true. Pop is no, about a lot of things and the lyric falls in there, but it's not always in yeah. the forefront. Yes. Yeah. And you know, if, if you look through pop songs that, that are on the chart, you'll find some great examples of both. You'll find some yeah. examples of stuff that's just kind of a word and it's all written around that word and it's repeated a zillion times. And then you'll find things like if the world was ending, that's a really simple and beautiful love song. Um, that that has powerful lyrics and melody i think a great example of what you're talking about is the song um i can't make you love me because when they originally wrote that song they kind of had a, a mid-tempo bluegrass feel to that song and it just wasn't working i think they felt like the 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 groove and the melody that they had were getting in the way of the powerful words that they had and so they came up with a, a totally different feel and it's a beautiful melody, but those words are what really have the power, I think, in that song, you know. So they complement each other and they get out of each other's way 
Yeah, I I mean, I happen to think that melody is tremendous and can stand on its own. I think you could write a different powerful lyric to that same melody and it would still be an incredible melody. So I think that's one of those songs that that was the Bonnie Raitt song, right? I can't make right. you love me. Yeah. I mean, that's that's one of those songs that beautiful melody and beautiful lyric like they they just go hand in hand. That yeah. that's what you strive for. That's you know, everyone there's so many people that recorded that song. Prince recorded a version. Um Bonnie Raitt did one. The writer Mike Reed did a version of it. I mean, there's it's just a tremendous song. Yeah. And it, and it is. It's a beautiful melody and it's a, just a stunning lyric with a lot of emotional power. But I don't think you would you would see that title in a list of titles on, on a comp CD and go, oh, I've got to find out what that's about. Like, it's not the most incredible title, but I agree the lyrics are amazing on that song. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a honky tonk, badonka donk type title where you go, <laughs> what? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> no, it's got, but it's got, you know, and the other thing that song has that we sometimes leave out, it's got tremendous emotional power. Yeah. You know, it, you, you can have a great, well-crafted lyric and a beautiful melody, but if there's not this emotional power behind it, and that doesn't mean it's sad or, you know, sometimes we think of emotion as just being negative emotions, but it can be happiness, anticipation, love, whatever it might be, but you know, great songs typically have a great melody, great lyric, and they have that emotional hook that really draws you in. Absolutely. All well, right. Dude, I think we, we, we talked about this subject and we debated it and music won out. I don't think we came to that conclusion. No, I think, I think it's definitely lyric. But no, what I, what I hope people get from this discussion is like, that they're both important and they, they both need to work together. They don't need to get in the way of each other, but that, you know, when you're writing, you should try to challenge one with the other, you know, have a melody so good that you go, I got, man, I can't drop the ball on this lyric. I have a lyric so good. You go, I don't want to drop the ball on this melody. Let me, let me really work on it and dig in so that I can make both of them great. Yeah. And that's the thing that I think that's why I, I really wanted to do this podcast was that, I hear a lot of people go, oh, the melody is more important, you know, than, and that, I mean, you can have your opinions, but in the end, I think as writers, if you want to be the best writer, you need to learn how to write great melodies and great lyrics in the same song, or you need to work with the lyricist. If you're a melody person, work with the lyricist, um, lyric person or vice versa so that you have the strongest song at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. And, and if, you know, very few people can do it all at a world-class level. And that's why it's so important to find your tribe, you know, find your people that complement what you do and can, um, you know, write. I, I try to write every day with some people that are better than me melodically so that they're challenging me and they're throwing out things I wouldn't have thought of. Absolutely. All right. We'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us. Be sure and check out the show notes for links to Sweetwater, to Songtown, to books. Clay referenced his book on melody writing. I've got one on lyric writing. We've got one on co-writing, which we think everybody should read because that's something um, we're not aware of any other books out there about that topic. But it's so important to learn how to be a great co-writer. 
if you're going to um, collaborate with other people. Thanks for being here. See you soon. All right, we want to leave you with a song. This is called Any Road by Songtown member Blaine Cox. Hope you enjoy. Uh, we'll see you next Tuesday wherever you listen to podcasts.